Welcome to the Ink and Soul podcast, created by Rachel Kong, inspired by indelible ink writers. I'm Lamar Gibbs, content creator and writer, and I'm joined with my co-host, Mia Arrington. I'm a writer, mom, and licensed social worker, and we're so glad to have you tuning in for a soulful conversation on creativity. We'll speak some life into your words and speak some words into your life. And you will change more curious, more courageous, and more compelled to cultivate a life of creativity. Welcome. In this episode, we welcome Latasha Ferguson. And really, it's a real joy to have her today. Latasha, listening to your podcast, I found it so refreshing and so honest. It's welcoming and it tackles some uh, difficult topics in the hopes of helping others to overcome and become, which is what we'll be talking about today. And it happens to be the title of your podcast, Over to Overcome to Become. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. Again, thank you all for having me here. I'm so honored. Uh, I am, let's see, a mom of four girls ranging in age. The oldest is going to be 23 this year. Um, and the youngest is uh, seven going on 14. So I have a, a good range, all girls. Um, and oh. I also have, I know, I do have a uh, grandson. My oldest has a son. So there, my husband has the one boy there. <laughs> and, uh, and then we just got a, uh, a puppy a uh, Boston Ooh. Terrier. I, yeah. So Aww. very new to me. I didn't have a dog growing up, but, um, okay. So my husband, How are you dog, adjusting? So, you know, I I'm adjusting. And so okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are adjusting. No one told us that it was going to be like having a, a an infant child. Uh, I mean, I hear that like often. a newborn. Oh my goodness. Yes. So he's so cute though. But, uh, yeah, so those, those are our two, our two boys. Um, <laughs> and so then uh, my husband, and I've been married for about 15 years. We live in hot Lando y'all it's hot. <laughs> um and very hot down here <laughs> um and so yeah we live been living here maybe I've been living here maybe close to 20 years married 15 years um and so educator been in education for many years um started off as a teacher um administrator and then now I'm a director of instruction for uh Florida virtual school which is one of our online district's our biggest online provider in Florida uh, mm -hmm. love doing that. So I do that by day. And then uh, I moonlight as a podcaster. So <laughs> I also speak and, um, you know, write and do that um, on the side. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's a, a little bit about me. And I, and I guess a little fun thing is I'm a foodie. So I love to Ooh. eat. Ooh. Yes, I love to a good travel desk thing for me is to go somewhere where there's good food mm -hmm. and just like eat my way through the city. So that to me is like mm -hmm. an ideal trip. So yeah, a little bit about me. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And, you know, I, I, it stuck out to me that, you know, you have all four daughters. I, I'm the eldest of all four boys. So wow. <laughs> okay. Know, yeah. So I know, you know, <laughs> And I'm sure that's definitely, for me, it's a unique experience for sure. But I know that like with all four girls, I know that um, it's definitely amazing experiences with that. Oh, yeah. Our <laughs> house is extra spicy. So <laughs> definitely. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so 
Yeah, like, of course, like we said, that you uh, have started a podcast, uh, mm-hmm. Overcome to Become. So how did you get into podcasting? You know, I had probably about a couple years ago, I had thought about blogging. Um, well, actually, I had served, back up a little bit, served as an associate pastor and, and a minister um, for several years. And honestly, I wasn't, you know, I started listening to podcasts maybe about three years ago, heavily. Um, listening to them, you know, a few different ones every week, and then fell in love with podcasts. Um, And that really was, I consumed that more than some of the video content, um, and even blogs, I started to listening, uh, listening to podcasts most. Um, And so thinking about was really pressed on my heart about sharing my story, and, you know, making a space available for others to share theirs and what they've gone through and just really felt a pressing on my heart. And so I looked at blogging at first, um, and thought, okay, let me look into this went to some courses went through that and was getting ready to start a blog and my second oldest daughter. It's funny how, you know, God will speak through uh, mm-hmm. whoever to you and to your heart. And so I'm putting this together and she says, hey, mom, you love podcasts so much. Why are you doing a blog and not a podcast? Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, I don't know. I, at the time, I had no idea even how to like get the audio into, you know, I, I didn't know any of the technicality pieces. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I don't know. So I wrestled with a little bit and then joined a community of podcasters just to kind of, you know, meet with some people who are podcasting and kind of ask around. Um, and uh, I don't know if you've heard of uh, the podcasting party with Atlanta Dawson. And so uh, joined her Facebook group and started talking to other podcasters. And then I just said, you know, I have a little, little bad habit. It's a thing called overthinking. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have heard of that before. Uh, yes. but <laughs> I'm right there with you. Uh, yes. <laughs> So I can get on the overthinking bus uh, very easily and just ride it out. Uh, And so I had, you know, said I was going to do it, you know, started, stopped and um, all the while was writing and, you know, journaling some things and didn't know that those were going to eventually be episodes. Um, And so I did that probably for about a year and a half. And then, you know, started telling some family members here and there, uh, you know, be careful doing that. Cause once you start telling people, they hold you accountable. And yeah. so, yes, they do. <laughs> so, yes, they do. uh, so, um, so yeah, so started telling folks and they were like, Hey, when are you gonna get your podcast out? And so mm-hmm. then I just said, you know what? Need to stop overthinking. It's not going to be perfect. I'll learn as I go. I just mm-hmm. got to dive in. Um, and so the summer, this time last year was probably about June of 2020 during a pandemic. You know, I was like, Hey, it's a pandemic. Why not start a podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> we're all home. Um, yes. and so, uh, yeah, just started putting it together and really praying and thinking about, you know, what to talk about, what the focus was going to be mm-hmm. and, um, you know, created my trailer. I think it was this time last year is when I created my trailer and beautiful trailer. You know, I love it. Oh, thank you. And really just, you know, dove in from there and, and found some, found out some things along the way and, um, you know, got a podcasting coach Atlanta to help me with some things and then launched in, um, I think it was September of 2020 and the rest is history here. I am now, I think maybe over 40 episodes published. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I love that you just really shared with us the process too. And first of all, you know, the saying out of the mouth of babes, like when you said your daughter, um, (laughs) asked you about that, I was like, I love that so much Uh, because like, we're rooting for mom and it's just like for her to say that and that nudge. And, um, I just think that that's so exciting. Um, but I love that you just shared with us the, the process and that it didn't start just like, okay, I'm just going to jump in and do it. And exactly. speaking to the overthinkers and I'm like, oh, yes, thank you so much. <laughs> um, because I understand that. And, yeah. um, and like you said, when you start, be careful when you start telling people, because they will hold you accountable yes. to that, which is a good thing because it's pushing you to walk in, um, mm-hmm. some amazing abilities that you have. Right. Exactly. Um, so that's, that's beautiful. So, and I will just say if, um, for our audience, if you have not checked out, um, Latasha's podcast, head on over, you will be, I, well, I'll speak for myself. I was in tears. I was laughing. <laughs> I was like, this is just absolutely beautiful, honestly. Um, But your podcast centers around overcoming adversity to become. What inspired you to focus on this topic? Well, a few different things. One main thing, you know, when people see where I am right now, um, you know, and I then I tell them my backstory, they're kind of shocked, like, wow, I didn't, you know, I had no idea Mm -hmm. um, that you had gone through the things you had gone through. And I think in in society, there's these mistruths that are kind of floating around in the air that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we take on as we grow up and kind of believe that, you know, your life has to be perfect. You had to have come from a certain type of family, mm-hmm. had to have a certain type of income, which I'm not saying those things don't help um, as far as family and income and all of that. But sometimes it's that's focused on so much that mm-hmm. you had to have, you know, grown with a silver spoon in your mouth, not made any mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. lived your life pretty much the, you know, the straight and narrow mm-hmm. in order for God to use you in order for you to walk out in your purpose. Um, and even if we don't hear it from society, you know, the enemy gets in our brain and, and he tries to attack us with those thoughts. And so <laughs> for me, it was like, you know, I know that I would not be where I am without the grace of God, you know, mm-hmm. helping me to overcome, mm-hmm. um, and him really just rewriting my entire story. And so, mm-hmm. It, you know, uh, not that I kept my story a secret, but I just really for a while, you know, took time to heal and kind of process through everything I had been through. And like I said, over the last few years, I really felt the urge um, from God's spirit to start telling my story more to help other people kind of break free from that thought that, you know, because you made mistakes, because you fell in a pit, because Mm -hmm. you had to do, you know, take plan B instead of plan A, you had to pivot, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all those different things that your life is worthless or that you don't have purpose anymore. And I know where God has brought me right now. And I know for a fact that that is not true. And Mm -hmm. so for me, I just felt like it was my mission. It was a burning in my heart to find a way to let people know that, um, that they could become who God called them to be, that actually he can take all those messy, broken, 
hot mess, yes. uh, you know, pieces right. um, that you have messed up, not once, not twice, but several yeah. times. I right. mean, he can take all those things and even the things that maybe you didn't do, but things happen to you, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you did grow up a certain way. Maybe you were violated in a certain way. Maybe you mm -hmm. did you know, uh, feel like you had the short end of the stick or you grew up mm -hmm. in poverty or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. And, um, that God can still take those things and, you know, those things broke his heart, right? Us going through right. those things, they broke his heart and he's just waiting for us to mm -hmm. give him those pieces so mm -hmm. that he then can make a masterpiece of them and turn mm -hmm. it into something beautiful. And so that's what God has done with my life. And so, you know, I want to speak to those, um, you know, that topic came from wanting to speak to women who felt like they just could not do and be who God called them to be and let them know, yeah. yes, you're going to go through some things, but you're going to overcome those things. And you're mm -hmm. still going to become who God called you to be in spite of all the hardship you faced. And he's actually going to use those pieces, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And so you can become who he's called you to be. So that, that's, that was my inspiration. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that. And, you know, you even mentioned that you speaking to the women and that's actually something that I noticed as well. Um, just looking at all the guests that you've had. Um, and I love that you've done this, that you featured women. I, I haven't as of yet seen um, men that were featured, but I love the fact that you were able to start a podcast um, and it didn't come in the traditional way of you all saying, oh, I want to do a podcast or so let's go. Like, it was just, mm -hmm. you know, you came into that, you know, with your life. So it's like, you're a yeah. mom, you know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. you know, you're a woman and you bring the experiences and adversity that you went through. And I just think that is so beautiful. And the other thing as you were talking that I thought about was, you know, you have the, you have the different experiences that people have had with adversity or overcoming it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I look at my life and, and when I look at the early parts of my life, I don't, I can't say that, you know, I experienced adversity to the levels that many people would have experienced it. And so I think, you know, this still applies to those people. And I want to speak to those that may be listening. Mm -hmm. They may feel that, you know, because they hear the stories that of adversity that people go through and traumatic experiences and they say, oh, I don't really have that. Mm -hmm. You know what? Well, I, I think that, you know, God humbles us because God had to humble me um, and really speak to that need for empathy. How do you learn how to empathize with people so good. that have mm -hmm. gone through things that you have not gone through? And, mm -hmm. you know, with me being with my, by the time this comes out, this will be, she'll be my wife, but my fiance, I've had to be challenged with that. You know, yeah. she would challenge me and tell me that, oh, you're too comfortable. You're too comfortable mm -hmm. in your church. You're too comfortable in your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And just, and when you start seeing how, when I started seeing how comfortable I am and I started seeing the mountains that needed to be climbed um, mm. in order to even gain empathy in that way. Um, yeah. You know, I look at this and I say, hey, like, you know, it might not be adversity in that way that we see it usually, but it's something that we all have to overcome. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes it's not like I, I interviewed a guest one time and I said, you know, tell us, tell me your story, you know, about, mm -hmm. and she says, well, I, I don't really have a story like other people about how I grew up, you know, in this terrible situation. And I said, Hey, stop right there. Everybody has a story, right? Yeah. There's something, you know, we, we, right. you, um, you know, everybody has something that they've had to overcome. I mean, this is how I look. I, I worked in a middle school, I've raised middle school girls. I really don't know anybody who has said that, Oh, I wish I could go back to middle school. 
Um, that was probably for everyone, <laughs> like the darkest part of your school career. You, I mean, you right. during that time when you are uh, in those preteen going into teenage years, you're struggling yeah. with something, right? Yeah. Whether it's yeah. body image, mm -hmm. it's it's, you know, self-worth, it's comparison, mm -hmm. you're comparing yourself to somebody else, um, you know, making silly decisions, you know, here and there, thinking less of yourself, shrinking back, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, those are things we have to overcome. And, and, and I love that you said that, Lamar, which, by the way, my husband's name is Lamar. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, isn't that funny? Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's, I like that you said that because some people do think when you see the word overcome, it must be some huge, you know, feat or tragedy or something. No, sometimes it's right. a little lies that just come yes. in our head. Right. The yes. little tiny things that seeds that get, you know, try to get planted in our head, you know, or it's us looking at other people and comparing ourselves to them yeah. and saying we're not good enough. You know, those are things that we have to overcome to become mm -hmm. who God has called. So I love that. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, then it is really something um, about using our actual voices mm -hmm. to just overcome the hard parts of our stories, what, whatever our heart is. Mm -hmm. So, you know, why do you think that that is like, why, why is there something to using our voices in the overcoming? Yes. What a great question. I love this question. So for me, it was, you know, when I came to that point where I said, you know, um, I just felt the urge of God saying, you need to tell your story. You know, I would journal it. I journal, I mean, I have notebooks, notebooks in my, um, you know, drawer over here that I'm looking at where I would journal and write in my quiet time. And, and I told my story, but in a notebook, right? Close it up, put it away. That was a form of healing for me. Um, and I love writing. Rachel and I were talking about it earlier today. It's something about that pen to paper um, that is so cleansing and healing. Um, and so I did that. But then I felt God kind of pushing me into where he said, okay, the writing it down is great, but now people need to hear it. Mm -hmm. And you need to use your voice and say out loud what I've done for you to bring, you know, to encourage and inspire other people, but also to bring glory to him most mm -hmm. of all. And so, you know, every time I've told my story and I've said it, you know, one of the things that I struggled with for a long time was shame, shame and guilt, um, and just condemnation, and really just feeling, you know, regret that I should have made better decisions, and my life could have been further along, you know, all those shoulda, coulda, wouldas that we struggle yes. with, mm -hmm. and, you know, I would pray, you know, Lord, you know, take those things away from me, I don't want to think about that, I don't want to feel mm -hmm. like that, and what I found was the answer to my prayer was telling my story, that's what lifted my shame because, um, you know, I was explaining this to a friend one time that, you know, the, the enemy will try to shame us, especially when we're quiet and we won't tell our story. Mm -hmm. He has power over us to shame us even more when we open our mouth and use our voice to tell the goodness of God and say where God has brought us from and, and, and be transparent about how we got to where we are, mm -hmm. it takes that shame away. Because now what I feel like every time I tell my story, you know, I, when that thought comes back about you need to be ashamed about that, I said, hey, it's already out there, right? There's a, because before I used to live under this cloud of, oh, what if people found out? What if they find out, you know, I used to do this or I used to be involved in that or this happened to me, et cetera. Well, I'm taking that power 
back. I'm yeah. taking it away from shame. I'm not going to allow shame to shut my mouth and muzzle me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my voice. And so, you know, for those who are listening and saying, like I did, at, you know, at one time, well, I'm writing it down and I'm doing this and that. And there's different ways to use your voice. It may not be out right. loud like we're doing right now. You could use it through a blog. You could use your voice through other means. Um, but it's so powerful when we use our voice to inspire others because it's also going to do, it's going to heal you, right? Those hard parts of our stories, it opens it up and it allows God to heal us. And so I say all the time, every time I tell my story, I'm a little bit more healed. I'm a little bit more healed. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more, I can see God repairing those parts of me every time I share those hard parts. That is so powerful, honestly. Um, And you just reminded me, um, Natasha, something that I've always said. So um, I've always shared that your past does not have to define you. And a little bit of a backstory is I was a therapist for um, children in foster care specifically. And I worked Mm -hmm. with teen girls, teen boys, and I never thought that I would like love that group specifically, but I ended up really enjoying working with um, teens because up until that point, I'd always work with children and I love children still. Um, But uh, there was a connecting piece. I remember um, working with my group of of teen girls um, that they were like, Miss Mia, why do you do what you do? You know, and I had now we're usually trained in school. You don't share any part of your story. You don't, um, you know, you have to keep that boundary very, you know, um, you need to keep that boundary in place. And and to some degree, yes, I do agree with that. But I remember saying, um, even before going to school, before getting a degree, God, I know that your hand in my life and my story that I'm meant to speak it. And if anyone has ever asked me that question, I'm going to be honest about it. Right. And so I looked at them and I was just like, you know, everyone's story is different. Everyone's reason for being placed is different. I'm just like, but I know I, I grew up in foster care. I know what it's like to be bounced around in different homes, to struggle with different things. I can't tell you my experience is going to be the same as your experience, but I can for sure tell you that your past does not define your future and the fullness of a life that you get to live and walk out in. And yes, it's going to be hard you got to heal and you got to work through things and sometimes healing comes in different layers as things come up in different seasons but again that still does not define you right and so hearing what you're saying I'm like yes that you take away that shame and the ability for that to be kind of held over your head that the enemy doesn't have power over that right and we serve such a beautiful God who redeems like no one else can right and works Mm -hmm. in ways that's just so absolutely beautiful that when you recount and you look back you're just like that can only be God right yes um Mm -hmm. so I just I love that encouragement and so as you were gearing up to you know prepare for a podcast I would love to hear why do you think podcasts are an empowering art medium Wow. So you have this, you know, there, uh, you know, thanks to an Allie Worthington says this all the time. She says, 
as long as you know you have Jesus and Google, you can do anything, right? <laughs> I love um, it. And so that's she, such an Ali saying. You know, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you can hear so uh, yes. you know Jesus and Google, you can do anything. And so you know, her and I had talked before about how um, you know there was a time where it was very limited. If you had something you wanted to share and say, you know, it, you either had to have a lot of money to do something. You know, it's just a lot of barriers, right, yes. in yes. place. Right. Um, thanks mm -hmm. to the internet, thanks to, you know, all of these different companies and, you know, podcasting, all these different avenues that have opened up yes. for, for us, we do have this, you know, uh, platform and this space now to get our writing out there, to get our um, mm -hmm. voices out there. And we don't have to have a lot of money, right? And we don't have to have a big quote unquote name, Mm -hmm. um, in order to do so. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those who it's so empowering because if you have a story, you have something to tell, or, you know, or you just have a, a fun craft or hobby that you do. It's something right. that you feel that you can touch people, use your gifts that God has given you to reach out to people, to encourage them mm -hmm. in whatever way mm -hmm. that it is. Um, podcasting is a platform, you know, you don't have to wait to be ordained as a pastor to mm -hmm. have your own church, right? You don't have to wait until, you know, mm -hmm. someone says, Hey, can you come speak at my event? You don't have to wait on those things, mm -hmm. which all those things are great and wonderful, right? If you mm -hmm. have those opportunities. Um, but if you feel that God is calling you to use your voice, um, in a way mm -hmm. you can look to, to podcasting. And I think it's empowering because you can take exactly what, you know, God has given you crafted in a way, find your niche, find your audience, um, your avatar mm -hmm. and really target in on that, um, mm -hmm. and, and spread the gospel and spread it in unique ways and spread your story. Um, and so I think it's empowering to, you know, if you have a story, um, you can tell it and there, there's no, there's not as many limits as long as you can kind of fumble through the technical stuff like I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Fumble through all of that, um, <laughs> YouTube it and find out how to do it. Um, yeah. You can do it, right? You can right. absolutely do it. Yeah, I I so agree with that. And and for anybody like even wondering, you know, the, even to learn of somebody that has gone through the process, uh, and it's not even just to, to shout my own thing out or anything, but it's just to show what um, Latasha is speaking about is so true. It's happened in my personal life when I started my podcast. Now I have been as consistent within the past year or so, but the reality is, is that that accessibility that you were talking about, Latasha, it's, it's, it's something that I actually learned and experienced when I started it and finding out like things about like anchor and different yes. apps and stuff that you can use mm -hmm. to do your podcast. Is that actually was what pushed me to start one because I had a blog first and it's like, oh, I don't know if I would do podcasts or whatever. And then I just kept seeing the accessibility. I was like, why not just go for it? So, yeah. and it, it really it. is empowering. It's so empowering mm -hmm. um, when you have that medium, not only for you to share, but you to give platforms for people to, to speak. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and, and it, it really is an art. It really is an art. And so, yeah. You know, as you look at the art that you produce to your podcast, mm -hmm. um, how do you think art can rise out of the journey of overcoming to becoming? Wow, that's another great question. So, so many times we uh, underestimate ourselves. I say that we have no idea what we really can do. And the older I get, the more I understand that I grossly 
that we as humans grossly underestimate what we're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we can only see a portion of the picture. I mean, a, a tiny itty bitty bitty portion of the picture as compared to what God can see. And, you know, we often limit ourselves based on what others we've seen do or did not do. Um, those who came before us, those we lived in a house with, maybe even those we were in school with our friendship groups, we limit ourselves. And I think when you are, I see, you know, the journey of overcoming to becoming almost kind of like, you know, Rachel and I were talking about, you know, I'm a foodie, so I do use a lot of food analogies, (laughs) but you know, (laughs) it's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, like cooking, right. And you're in a pressure cooker and you're in there and it tenderizes the meat and you go through and you do not know, you know, the meat went in there tough. It takes some time to be pressured and then it comes out tender. Uh, The meat, you know, may not even know just giving it some human qualities, but it had the ability to be that succulent, that juicy, that tender, you know, and now it's discovered that it can be in a different form, maybe even has a different talent or ability that it didn't have before through the squeezing and the pressing. And when I think about overcoming, you do have to go through that, uh, another food analogy, peeling back of the onion, right? Mm-hmm. And going to the core and uh, getting through all of the layers. And while you're doing that, you are discovering art that's within that, that's coming that's out of you mm-hmm. um, that you did not know was there before, you know? And whether that's, and I've heard of this all over reading articles or listening to different podcasts where, um, you know, people have said they've gone through traumatic things or they've just gone through a rough season and then discovered, wow, you know, I lost my job and I didn't discover that I could actually paint and now I'm a painter and I didn't go back to my job. Do you know what I mean? Or, or I started this podcast or I started blogging. I went through a rough time and that rough time burst out of me something Mm -hmm. that I didn't even know was there or discovered Mm -hmm. that was not there. So yes, art can definitely rise out of that journey of overcoming because sometimes, you know, we want God to show us the whole picture, but let's be honest, we would be scared out of our mind. (laughs) (laughs) We would be scared out of our mind if, you know, if God told us that, Hey, you're going to open up this restaurant, it's going to be successful. And you're going to have several franchises and make, and have, you know, several thousand employees. I mean, we would just shut down. Right. Um, But sometimes God has to, well, God will use, I'll say that, Um, you know, situations that we have gone through to open up our eyes to see it was there all along, right? Mm -hmm. It was there all along. Um, You know, you just had to be, you know, those rough edges had to be buffed out a little bit um, Mm -hmm. for you to see it. Your eyes opened a little bit. And sometimes that doesn't, for some of us like me, like me, whose head, as my grandma would say, I had an extremely hard head, um, (laughs) hard headed, um, it doesn't come and sometimes until you reach desperation or mm-hmm. you're at that bottom of a pit and you mm-hmm. have nowhere to look but up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start to discover those things in you, um, those different art forms, those things that God has placed in you that you can then give back to the world. I love that. I think too, that some of um, my favorite stories to hear is when somebody um 
finds a, a passion or something they didn't even realize that they were good at, um, yes. but something forced them to do that, you know, in a life event, something happened that pushed them out of that comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I find those stories just so fascinating um, because like you said, um, when you brought up how we limit ourselves, I'm just like, that's so true. You know, as humans, we tend to stay within our comfort zone and- yeah you know, without really pushing and you're just like, oh, I'm not going to do it unless I'm pushed to do it. Yeah. And you serve it. Go ahead, Noir. No, I was, was, was going to say, and then God says, okay, right. All right. Yep. Great. Push. I'll push you. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen the meme with um, Will Ferrell um, from the movie Elf, Elf where one foot is Love down the escalator and the yes. other one is going yes, up. Exactly yeah. and you're like terrified. Yes. That's how it feels, right? Every time. Um, but exactly. Yeah, it's so beautiful because we we serve a God who doesn't limit us, you know, and who pushes us to walk into the fullness of who we were created to be, right? Um, And I think that's one of my favorite qualities of of who God is, and 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 part of His heart um, for you know us as His people. Um, And so I am sitting here. I'm just like I would love to know because you've given us some such good insight tonight and really um mm-hmm. I I'm always like taking like little notes and little nuggets and really encouraged <laughs> me where I'm at where I'm just like I'm at a place where I don't want to be pushed but I'm being pushed and I'm like okay I'm trusting you God <laughs> completely I do trust you like and having to remember I know your track record I know yeah. that oh, you are yes. faithful and I know like hey you came through then you're still going to come through today. Yes, even absolutely. if I can't see everything in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I'm a planner and I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. <laughs> okay. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, but thankfully he works, he uses us. Right. And I'm just like, yes. oh, thank you. Um, so I would love to hear, and actually before I even ask this next question, the part that you talked about, we have to go through squeezing and the pressure. And I love the analogy um, that you brought up with cooking too. Um, I'm an Instapot fan. I don't know if you guys know. Oh, what yeah. an Insta- <laughs> yeah. love Instapot and air fryers. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Um, and what you just brought up, I'm like, sometimes we want to avoid that pressure, the things, the squeezing, but that's very much part of the process of refinement, right? right. And we need that in order to get to that next place, that next point. Um, but in that, in and I'm thinking, what is it that um, is inspiring you specifically, Latasha, or inspiring your ink or informing or shaping your creative work? I love to hear other people's stories, right? Mm-hmm. So whether that's when I'm reading the word and I love digging into stories there, of, mm-hmm. you know, overcoming stories. Um, I love documentaries. Absolutely. I love biopics. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Sounds like you just do Lamar. Yes. I uh, oh, just like, how did that person overcome or how did yes. they become that? Or how did they, you know, get over that? Or, you know, how did they, and for some people, you know, it's a sad ending. It's not always like the, you know, the happiest of endings that they have, but I'm still curious about a person's mm-hmm. life and what they've been through um, and, you know, what they've done. And especially those who just have like phenomenal talents um, that are far above or, or have, you know, gone against the status quo, um, you know, shattered ceilings, you know, 
all of those things. Um, I, you know, just love listening and watching and learning. Um, and so that really is what inspires me to hear other people's story. Um, to, I wasn't, you know, um, here, true, true story. I wasn't a history lover in school. Um, that was not my favorite <laughs> subject. No offense to history teachers. Uh, but um, the older I get, uh, well, actually, the more seasoned I get, I'm not getting old, but the ah, more I like seasoned <laughs> I get, yes. I become. Another food uh, analogy. Yes, another food <laughs> analogy. Uh, Love it. So the, the more seasoned I become, uh, the more I realize, um, you know, that you know, history is so important. Um, and uh, really looking back um, and seeing the stories of others and listening, you know, and to, to those I agree with and those I don't agree with. Now, it, it does make my hair raise on the back of my neck sometimes and makes my armpits sweaty, um, you know, to listen to those that I don't totally agree with. But I think it is important to expose us, ourselves to a certain degree that we don't you know, it overtakes us, no, but that we should have um, a perspective that is shaped by a variety of means, right? So, yeah, um, that's, that's true. Yeah, and have insight, you know, not just from this one news station or this one medium here, yes. or this one over there that we do. So for me, it's, it's lately, it's been really just watching, uh, just consuming lots of documentaries and biopics. Mm -hmm. um, which I am looking forward to Aretha Franklin, you know, plug for that that's coming out here. I know by the time you guys air this, it's going to be passed, but that's coming passed, out yeah. with Jennifer Hudson. So again, just anything like that, I love to watch uh, those types mm. of movies or, or read those types of stories. Sure, sure. That's good. Yeah, it, it, that's so good. Like, um, just being, I love, like you said, I love documentaries and love watching those stuff, that stuff. Um, but man, Natasha, we thank you so much for just joining us and, yes. and having this conversation, like just listening to you and hearing you share, um, you know, a bit of your story of how you got into podcasting and, and just the creative journey that you, you're on. And of course, the platform that you get for people to share um, is so needed today. It's so needed uh, for women, uh, for you as, as, you know, Black and Korean women as well. Like we, we just thank you for your perspective and all that you share. Um, because even tonight, just listening to you is such powerful insight. Um, it's definitely inspirational for, for me and for me, I, if I can speak mm -hmm. for us both. Um, you can. Um, you totally can. I agree. 100%. <laughs> Thank it was you. so good. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, before you know, we end our time, uh, I would love to ask you, what's soothing your soul? What's informing, shaping, restoring your soul these days? Wow. So what's restoring I will say um, really soaking up some family time and slowing down mm -hmm. and really just being aware of things that I, I was not aware of before because I was just so rushed. And I think going through the pandemic that we did last year has really taught me that to do simple mm -hmm. things like when I'm walking outside, actually listen to the birds. Mm -hmm. um you know listen you know look at nature see the squirrels as they're you know scurrying by that remind me of God's provision reminds me of his goodness reminds me mm -hmm. of you know the scripture in Matthew um about you know don't Matthew 6 about not worrying you know God mm -hmm. takes care of the lilies of the field and yes. birds of the air and so actually being out there in nature and then being out there with nature in nature with my family is a double bonus um, and, and when it's not hot, so in Florida, you got to be out there in 6am in nature, but, um, but being out there and really just looking at God's handiwork, 
uh, soothes me. It calms me down mm-hmm. because I can get anxious. I'm like you, me, I'm a planner. Yeah. <laughs> I like things to go the way I want them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just taking a walk, looking out a window, even where my desk is facing, it's facing a window. Um, mm-hmm. because sometimes I just need that reminder when I'm watching the little squirrel eat something or uh, yeah. watching little, you know, birds do this. I'm like, you know what? God loves them. He's got to definitely take care of me. So that's mm-hmm. definitely been soothing my soul. I love that so much, Natasha, because that's literally the verse that comes up every single time I start uh, becoming worried or like, what? I'm like, Lord, how's this going to work out? Mm. And that's always the verse that comes up about taking care of the lily of the fields and, yes. and the sparrows. And I'm just like, it, it instantly is like the thing that brings me back. Um, and it just like for me I get such an overwhelming piece because like I mentioned before I go through his track record I go through Mm. wait a second I know who you are I know how you showed up in my life and I can go back and even read it because I like to journal as well and with the intention of I want to remember um the things that I've been struggling with praying about but also God how you were in the midst of that and how you've shown up in such a way that only you know you can so I just I appreciate um just you sharing that um and just want to encourage our listeners that um for you that, you know, God sees you and he knows you and has such a beautiful, uh, plan for your life. And Latasha, like it, it has been amazing to get to interview you, um, um, today and just to be a part of, um, this podcast, just thank you so much truly, um, for your time. And it was a joy. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say thanks to our listeners uh, for letting us speak life into your words and speak words into your life. Check back in with us next week for another conversation. And if you're on Instagram, tell us about your work and tag us at hashtag indelible ink writers. We can't wait to see and share all that you're up to. And in the space between now and next time, create from your soul and for your soul. Thank you.